It'll be fine in the edit. <laughs> so if I don't ask a question, I don't think we'll ever get started properly. Um, so here is a question for you. Who are you and what are you doing? Well, I'm Ed. I've been, I'm currently a full-time teacher, which I've been doing for the last three and a half years now or so. And about a year ago, I decided that I wanted to change career. And then I've started learning to code. Tom, what gives you the right to ask me questions? Um, well, very little, to be honest. But I have been professionally coding for, for a while now, probably probably six years, I think. Um, I My job title is a senior front-end developer. And part of the job is outreach and talking to other developers. Um, and I found it very interesting that you've been learning to develop um, and to hear about your experiences. So, I mean, I'm not very far into my journey compared to a lot of people but I'm a little bit further than you are and hopefully I can give you some pointers and uh, steer you on the right path but also I imagine more often I'm going to be learning things from you um, because you're coming with fresh eyes from a whole different career and you've got to have a different perspective and a new um, a new way of looking at the whole concept of programming Um, so I'm hoping to learn a lot as well so now that we've established who we are and and what this is um, essentially we're going to have a single question every episode and try and talk about that yeah and I, th- I felt like that was a really good way for me to learn about things especially over the last year i've been finding out about the i kind of see the same questions popping up again on articles and in other podcasts i listen to it'd be a good way for me to get a professional's knowledge on some of these questions and you might hopefully it'll help myself in the search for a coding job because i'm still not there yet yeah, so to set the record straight for the podcast, you are or you already have you have a reasonably successful career. You're fairly established, but you're not doing any professional programming at the moment. No. So we've had our little contrived questions to kind of actually introduce ourselves, so that we're not just <laughs> completely randomly talking about nothing. But we do want to have a question per episode. So what Ed is the question for this episode? Why have you chosen to learn to code? And the you in this is me. So you've mentioned you were looking for a career change. Um, What were the things that you looked at and why did you settle on coding in the end? Um, I ended up looking through lots of different things. Uh, So, for example, two years ago, I dabbled in accounting, although that was only for about a month. Um, And then I'd done some... uh, I'd learned a bit of Python, a programming language, um, a few years ago when I was doing my teacher training year and I, it just didn't stick at the time and I don't know whether it was just the conditions or anything like that I haven't really I don't really know why the last time I did it a year ago it kind of something stuck and it kept with me and one thing I did I, I read um, a book you bought me uh, Godel Escher Bark by uh, Hofstadt uh, I don't even know how to pronounce his surname but that will be close enough you can google it um that book was all about AI and how you how a machine could possibly think. And while it was kind of like high-level stuff, it really drew me into the computational thinking, I guess, of uh, how computers work and how we can start to think about them as models for brains. That's not what I've ended up on, but it was something that drew me into the subject at that time. I think a lot of mixture of things coming together made me think right this is actually something i want to do in the future so i want to know why there was more like why were you learning python when you were learning how to be a teacher back then i did it because i kind of i knew i saw into the future and i knew that 
being in computer literate, but not just like IT lessons in school where you learn how to use Microsoft Word and let's make a PowerPoint this week. I realized that stuff was kind of not that important really in the grand scheme of things, but maybe writing a script in Python that can save you hours at your job, something like that would be handy. And was that part of the curriculum? Was that an option then that you had to choose from? No, no, I, I did that off my own back during... Oh, so it wasn't part of the official teacher training, it was just something you were doing at the same no, time? No, it's just something I was doing at the same time. I was kind of had a year of learning lots of different things, so I took that one upon myself. So why Python? Why What stood out about that for you? Um, I'd, Python's cool, isn't it? Uh, lots of but people. how did you know <laughs> Python was cool? Where did that come from? I don't even know. I, I probably just typed in learning to code on the google and it, i ended up doing a codecademy.com course and the one there was python and i i kind of like the look of it. it sounds a bit weird but i like the way that it looks on the page so i just like the way that you have to so in python you have to make sure that you've got white space so i know that other coding languages it's got lots of curly braces and dots all over the place for no reason that i can see Whereas in Python, it kind of you just have to make sure that your code looks nice. It's kind of almost like a work of art on the page, especially when you get the syntax highlighting. Uh, it just makes me feel good inside when I see all the, the lines <laughs> oh, that's really work good. together. That, yeah, I can I can empathise with that. I think there is something uh, really satisfying about a, a nicely written piece of code, and I wish that I actually wrote code like that. I really do. <laughs> Every now and again, if you get a chance to refactor, so I think you should you should savour that experience because that's not going to come around very often. <laughs> certainly not if you're a, a programmer like i am i imagine you're probably <laughs> excellent at it hopefully um <laughs> yes i can i can line it all up lovely i can get it looking really good and just, unfortunately it just doesn't work <laughs> no no i think that's a that's an under underrated skill though because we've had i've worked with junior developers in the past who have been had a, a good mind for computers but they haven't like seen the importance of syntax like being neat in their code so having all your brackets and braces line up and actually thinking about the human readability of the programming of the code that you're writing rather than just how easily it can be read by a computer like the yeah. next person like, it's going to be most useful uh, as a project if you in six months or another developer um, can come back to it and look at it and see that it makes sense picking python as i did as my first language um that was something that kind of drilled into me so recently i've been looking at some javascript and things and that habit has stayed with me so i just feel like i'd made the right choice in choosing python even though i had no idea it was the right choice at the time so was there uh so this is part of the thing that made you stick with it so it sounds like you've tried lots of different things like accountancy and, and programming what what made you realize that accountancy wasn't for you and then was it this sort of nice aspect of the the syntax and that feeling that made you want to stick with programming yeah um accountancy just seemed rather dull <laughs> i liked the i like the the neatness and i don't know accountancy feels like a very neat neat thing to do where you're fixing numbers so that they all work together and i it was kind of like in the same way something similar in coding but when I started working on, I did this course, um, CS50X, uh, Introduction to Computer Science. And during that course, um, I learned a lot of things. And But I ended up kind of some evenings I would come home and I would spend hours just working on one project that I had to do for that week's course. And I would 
kind of I'd start and then five, three hours, four hours later, I'd look up and I'd go, ah, I need to go to sleep. <laughs> I've got work tomorrow. <laughs> oh, that's that's. I think that's probably universal experience. I certainly had that when I was learning six or seven years ago. When I was I was I was doing a, a minimum wage job at the time, and it was it was pretty grim. Um, but I would in the evenings I'd start doing I'd, it was CSS for me rather than Python. I would start mucking around with CSS, and I think oh I've got ten minutes spare. I'll just I'll tweak this thing and keep working on my personal website. And then yeah, you'd look at the clock, and, and hours would have gone by, and you maybe wouldn't have achieved masses, but it felt like uh, it's something that we try and uh, in past jobs as well. I've had bosses that have really tried to emphasise the concept of flow, like the the concept that you are in a certain state of mind that everything is easy and everything is coming naturally. Yeah, and that's quite hard to generate. But it's and I have not really had that with much else in my life that I've tried to do. Like I'm, I'm pretty, pretty lazy, and concentration is hard. But with programming, sometimes it does happen. Hmm. And I can tell you, uh, as a teacher, um, as a music teacher especially, the concept of flow is a real thing. There's been books written about it, and it comes when the your level of difficulty that you're working with is something just out of your grasp not too hard not too easy but it's something just out of reach so you're kind of you're in the zone so you're only going to get flow when you're at that point and i think that's definitely especially doing this uh harvard course it's uh, kind of the tasks that you were given were kind of every week it stepped up a little bit more so it was quite challenging but it was like the sort of challenge where you can feel like okay i'm grasping at something here I'm going to be able to achieve something by the end of this. All right, so when you're teaching your students, do you are there, are there specific tricks to bring out that state of flow with them? Do you, is it a case of gauging their ability? Well, you've got, yeah. So you've got to know where you're at, I guess, in that situation. So, um, But then it's a very hard, it's a tricky thing to do. As you said, you've you only felt it, what, six or seven years ago and you haven't felt it much since. It's probably something that, especially when you're at the beginning and you've got a lot of motivation and you're feeling confident about what you've just started or maybe not confident, but you're feeling like you're, you've got a lot of energy and to learn this new thing and you've got so much to learn and you're on, there's that, there's the curve, isn't there where you, you think, you know, loads and then you get to a point where you, you realize that you don't know loads. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, though I would correct you that I, it's not that I haven't felt that, get that sense of flow again with work i have and that's one of the reasons i've kept doing it and i think that's probably important to point out for um, anyone who might be in a similar position to you just learning and thinking that it's fun that doesn't go away the fun stays there oh great um, yeah i was just me i'm just disorganized in other things <laughs> I, I, I try and try and play an instrument from time to time and when i do that i very i struggle to i struggle to find flow i'm not yeah i don't have that yeah, the same sort of instinctive connection that I seem to when I'm writing front-end code. I think a lot of the reason I'm getting so much motivation is maybe partly due to my job. Um, it's something that I've realised that I don't want to do, and I think I've read a lot of other people in that situation where they say their work day gives them a lot of motivation to come home and do the work. And one thing that I'm probably a bit worried about is that once I don't have the motivation of an awful day to get me coding is will i still want to do that in the future i don't know if you had an obviously you said you're working a, a non-career day job yeah so it was just something i'd fallen into and it wasn't uh, it wasn't a career it wasn't something like teaching which is an established profession it was just yeah working for minimum wage in a tourist town um and it was yeah so i did have that sense of 
I really don't like what I'm doing during the day um, and I found an outlet in programming that is uh, rewarding and intellectually stimulating um, but I think some of that like I, I've lost that kind of I do not like my day job because I've not had that for years now I really enjoy my work and everything I do has been even the hard bits are much nicer than the best bits of any other job I've ever had um, so I really enjoy the day to day of programming but I still think you're the nature of the fact that it's evolved particularly front end where I am uh, doing web stuff the technology evolves so quickly you're constantly in that cycle of learning something new just so you have to kind of learn a new technology every six months just to keep keep at the same level that you were before almost um and so in some you could look at that and think oh that's that's terrifying you're constant you never you're never in a solid state you never real you're never stable but i find that's quite inspiring and it's the learning of it that i find fun and that's definitely something that i've found not knowing everything is not a scary prospect to me now i mean at the beginning it seemed like i needed to learn everything there was to learn and then i was kind of i felt like there'd be an end somewhere but uh, over time i've realized that that's never going to happen so i don't need to worry about it but i do need to keep learning but I, I don't necessarily need to think, right, I need to make sure I've learned everything about this and everything about this because I feel I, I feel like that won't necessarily inversely affect me as long as I'm always learning something. And I think what I've found out over this last year is that it seems like the sort of job where you are just going to be learning for your whole career if you want to um, because there'll always be new things that are appearing and in a way that adds job security as well because what you're learning is how to learn something technical how to learn a new language i've often come across people who are saying oh well yeah that job's not going to be there in three years in fact i've worked for someone whose idea was that front-end development would be automated and that in three years time they wouldn't need to have people doing the job i was doing for them because that would all be something that uh, just a product manager or designer could do with a drag and drop interface um and the encouraging Think the thing that gives me hope is that even if what I'm doing now becomes automated, no matter how complicated it gets, there's always a chance that it could be replaced or become obsolete. But what I'm learning is how to manage the systems that create the things. So even if my job gets automated, I've still got the chance to find work making the things that automate my job, because there's always uh, there's always a need for people with programming skill. So I guess we need to find a way to properly wrap these things up. I don't know whether we should just like be abrupt and just say stop or whether we should have like some kind of like promotional outro. Yeah, let's do all the, you know, all the cool podcasts do it. Let's let us do it. So if you liked what you heard or you're interested to hear more, please subscribe. Um you can find us on Twitter if you want to leave some feedback as well. That'd be great. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.